Hey everyone, this is Leela Sinha. Welcome to Power Pivot, the podcast version two. This is where we talk about business, leadership, ethics, community, and the way it all fits together. I'm glad you're here. Okay, let's talk about quiet quitting. I know it's the buzzword of the moment and everyone's doing it. And what even is that? First of all, what people are describing as quiet quitting isn't quiet quitting. It's doing your job. It's doing the things that you agreed to do in the way that you agreed to do them and expecting to get paid for it. That is not quitting. Quitting is putting down your pen, closing your computer, walking out of the room and not going back. If your time is still being purchased by the company and you are still producing That is not quitting. So let's start there. But then let's start talking about why. Why this quote-unquote quiet quitting. What it is, is a recognition of the need for, for dignity. Humans are inherently entitled to dignity. Humans inherently have worth. And when an institution or an organization or another individual starts treating people like they don't, eventually they will notice. It might take a while. In this case, I think it's probably taken the better part of almost two generations. But here we are. Here we are, and the bottom line greed has finally overtaken people's willingness and ability to ignore it. And so people are taking a good hard look at what they actually agreed to sell and only selling that much. They're doing it because they have finally realized, we have finally realized that we deserve to have ourselves whole and beautiful, that we belong to us and not to institutions, corporations, or capitalism, that we should be able to eat and sleep and breathe and rest when we are sick and make the choices that are best for us and still earn a living. For a while in a past life, a fairly long time ago, I worked as a baker in a small town. I worked at a bakery, that is to say it was not my bakery, but there weren't very many of us working there. And we pushed ourselves, yes, and some of that pushing was probably unwise, yes, and it may have led to my back injury, yes, But at least we were afforded the dignity of basically making the decisions for ourselves about what was possible and not doing more than that, of what we were capable of and not doing more than that, of not working with substandard tools if we didn't want to. Sometimes what's substandard isn't obvious. We worked with ancient pizza ovens, but those old ovens would heat up come hell or high water, every morning. It took three hours, but once they were hot, they were hot. And we could run three, at least, batches of bread, maybe four through them, before they needed a break to reheat. Nobody is quitting and staying at work. That's not how that works. But how do you be a company that people don't want to do that to? The people won't do that too. Well, you treat them like 
full people. You give them plenty of time off. You give them the flexibility to define the terms by which they are judged. You work with them. You get them on board with your company mission. You do something that matters in the world. You care about them for real, and you act like it. If you ever find, oh, well, that's a cost of doing business coming out of your mouth, you better be talking about something like credit card fees and not about human misery. Quite some time ago, I got into a very brief spat on Twitter because somebody had said that he wanted to see that people were crying at work. He was, I don't remember, either a founder or a VC, and he got on this thing about, you don't have to tell me that you're doing well, you just have to tell me that you have people crying at their desks. And I thought, that is atrocious. Especially in the beginning of a company's culture. At the very beginning of a company's culture, what are you thinking, sir? What are you thinking that you're building that into your culture, that that is considered normal, that someone being that miserable or that tired or that overwhelmed is a sign of success? No, sir. No. That is a sign that your system is already failing. And your primary concern should be to stop failing. Because that will grow into 10 and then 100 and then 1,000 and then tens of thousands of employees, all of whom have this culture of needing to cry at their desks in order to prove that they are working hard enough. Which leads to burnout, which leads to resentment, which leads to corruption of various kinds, which leads to people being less important than almost everything, including and especially the bottom line. And if that is how you are running your company, sir, it is a moral failure. I said as much, more or less. Some people agreed with me. A whole pile of other founders and VCs jumped on my head. But you know what? I'm still right. Because we know about systems theory that you need to create a healthy culture from the beginning in order to have a healthy culture going forward. And not only is it healthier for your employees, it's also healthier for you. It also means that everyone else develops this fierce loyalty to your organization because your organization is actually taking care of them. That old-fashioned company loyalty thing was some systems and propaganda, but it was also some the companies actually took care of their employees sometimes. And so, of course, you wanted to keep working for them because they were providing for you in a reasonable way. They were making a reasonable life possible, a balanced life possible, a happy, healthy life possible, a joyful life possible. If that's making that possible under capitalism, you're going to stick with it. People don't quit or cut back on what they're doing because they're happy. People cut back and quit because they can't figure out how they're going to survive any other way. Nobody likes to compromise having their basic needs met. People compromise having their basic needs met because they don't know what else to do. People quit their jobs when they don't have another job. People cut back their work. People set limits when they have tried to set limits every other way and nobody has paid attention. 
If you're a manager and you just keep telling someone they need to be more productive as you quietly eliminate position after position at that same level so that the one person is now doing three or four or six jobs because it's better for something, your bottom line, you need to stop because that person will hit a limit and that person will quit. People don't want to. They do it because they are not happy, because they are not thriving, because they are slowly eating themselves in the name of your bottom line. And that is immoral every way you slice it. And so they just won't anymore. And that is what this thing is that people are calling quiet quitting. It's actually people taking care of themselves. It's actually people attending to their own needs. It's actually people putting on their own oxygen mask first so that they can be of service to others and to themselves. So don't tell me that this quiet quitting is some kind of weird rebellion and don't even get me started on what the Fed has been saying about how there needs to be a little pain in the wage earning class. There does not. There does not. We can all be well-paid and treated well. And nobody will suffer. And that is the transformation that we as business owners can bring about. Because the more often we offer a job with good, healthy boundaries and benefits the more often we as intensives look at the world and say, this whole system is bullshit and we're not doing it. The more we do that, the better off we'll be. The more we do that, the more people will come to work for us. The more people will value working for us over working for corporations that treat people like a number on a spreadsheet. And when there are enough jobs, like what we're offering, that will put pressure on the job market, like what we're seeing. And suddenly, large institutions will also have to offer people their humanity back. Thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you soon. This has been Power Pivot, the podcast. I'm your host, Leela Sinha. Thank you for listening. I offer gratitude for the earth and sky and the support and care of many who cross my path. Our post-production assistance is provided by William Jameson, and you can find him at jamesonav.net. You can find more of me and my work, including leadership consulting and keynotes, at intensiveinstitute.com.